This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Welcome back to the Shortcode Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler, but more important listeners are my co-host. M2 is everyone today. Pat Brow is here. Howdy. Kylie Miller has joined us. Greetings. Say hello to Brady Campbell. Hello. And Levi Endelman is back. Hello. Thanks for coming in, guys. You guys are, um, you guys, this week, the M2s have been participating in the bit of the curriculum we call Transition to Clerkships. And this is sad for me because y'all are about to disappear from my lives more or less completely. Is there something that you know that we don't? I just, you know, you're going to be busy for a while. Just FYI, Dave. During your core clinical clerkships, you'll be busy. We're Snapchat friends, so you will never disappear completely from my life. Okay. You'll disappear from the podcast listeners' lives. Oh, <laughs> we will not desert you. We'll come so back and we're not you. even given invites back. We're yeah. just no, you'll you'll keep refused. <laughs> yeah, you'll just ignore me. Uh, anyway, yes, you're transitioning to the world of uh, clinical medicine. Um, starting Monday, you'll be working in the hospital, seeing patients, learning how teams function in real world situations, and experiencing medicine in all of its glory. Oh dear God! How do so, you th- if you're sick, don't go to the hospital. How do you, <laughs> you can, there's a lot of backup for. Uh, for you, uh, I mean, you're not allowed to make any decisions. You're not even allowed to write notes. That no, we were you're not right. even allowed to go to the bathroom when you need to. <laughs> <laughs> Catheter, that's all you need. Yep. Um, what have you been? What have you? Sum up what you've learned this week uh, about so far about clerkships. Everyone has an opinion, and everyone is wrong <laughs> compared to everyone else. <laughs> you, I, I think you're speaking of basically how to do things. Well, it's just funny because we had one lecturer say one thing, and then probably, what, a couple hours later, we had another one say completely the opposite? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pat, the trick of that is just don't pay attention to every lecture. Then they can't contradict each other. That's what I do. (laughs) Fair enough. Also, take away from the other lectures that you'll be wrong most of the time anyway, so even if you know one thing... You can be wrong. This is not just going. I th- I think this is not just going to ha- happen in lecture. This is going to happen. You know, everybody's going to tell you to do a different kind of physical exam. You know, oh, I like it this way. I like it this way. You got to do it this way. I should. You should. You know, this is gonna. This is gonna happen. This is the part where you sort of listen to people's adv- uh, listen to people's instruction and integrate it all together into a big mishmash that eventually becomes yours are you tapping into your experience with marriage here dave uh, well <laughs> I, in a way <laughs> he's like what does your wife correct? listen to this podcast <laughs> no ah. <laughs> no oh she listens to nothing i do it's <laughs> uh, not true there we go we hit it Zing. well she's, you know it, she's gonna tune in this week for the first time i may have <laughs> we tapped into a vein of tension here no no no. She I, works I think the she's totally we can email her i think she's totally right because uh uh in 2010 i had my first podcast with a friend and it was uh you know no, no it, what, what was the air, like the air quotes at you 
Like, did I just do air quotes? Uh, I oh, guess. no. no I, that added, was I added air quotes to the word friend. No, uh, <laughs> like, my, my, good, <laughs> my good friend from college, uh, we had a podcast together. And uh, no, um, it, it, my not my friend's fault, not, not even my fault, but we sucked. We just didn't know what we were doing. The content was terrible. Uh, and it's fine. You know, we were we were learning how to do something. Uh, my friend also worked for the federal government, so he was not willing to say many things that I was willing to say. <laughs> so, you know, it was kind of one-sided and weird. But uh, uh, we had a good time. Uh, we uh, got drunk on the air an awful lot on the air, on, while recording an awful lot. And um, it, was just, it was just terrible. Pod, nobody wants to hear a year drunk podcast, is what I, is what I learned. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's why she doesn't listen, because... She she was scarred by that uh, by that experience. Is there any way that our listeners can go and find those podcasts? No, no, they're <laughs> they've been removed. From that maybe <laughs> I I suppose they could be hiding in the, on, the, on the dark web somewhere. I don't know, but yeah, but they were so taken down it. long ago. We could ask Irene about that. She had to scrub her image on the dark net. Yes, yeah, she's she's <laughs> talked about that on the podcast before. So yes, she has. She can probably do some slumming for us. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, how did we get here? Oh, right. <laughs> what did we learn? <laughs> oh, so I guess back to the things we've learned this week, that EKGs are mm. so hard, and I am worried I'm never going to understand them. Yeah, so you you had to learn how yeah. to... <laughs> you had to learn how to read EKGs just in, like, well, one session, basically. That, and they That's start, not true, but... We, we tried to learn. You get yeah, familiar, we, familiarized yeah. with them, T-waves and T-waves. And, 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 and to start out, it was... Okay, here's what some of the little things mean. Okay, now I'm going to throw a 12-lead EKG at you that you're probably going to see in cardiology. And then they talked about physics and vectors, and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Meanwhile, that was a part I understood. Oh, yes. To all you pre-meds out there who bombed physics, you will get by and you will make it to med school, but again, it will be thrown in your face a few times. Just just pay like an extra 10 seconds of attention to vectors like you can't pass physics without vectors anyway so just remember those when every time he said vector my group text message would come through with a ding from one of the other students sending me gifts of the villain from the incredibles i think it's the incredibles (laughs) right vector Vector. was uh was it with a will not will ferrell um despicable me Oh, okay. Sorry, Despicable Me, not The Incredibles. Yeah, that's uh, the other fiery hair guy. Pop culture straight. I'm sorry. I've been studying this week. Wow, nerd. There's a change. <laughs> yep. Um, what else? Did, what What else did you? Uh, what else struck you as being something that's going to be a challenge? Did anything strike you as being easy? Like, oh, I know what that is. I can do that. Uh, something else challenging is just going to be kind of repeatedly adjusting to the culture mm. yeah and kind of fitting into you know the profession figuring out what your attending wants what does the resident want and then changing that from day to day week to week sure it's gotta be fluid and now that i'm on the wards like i can't swipe right to residents on tender anymore so like there goes half the available population of <laughs> iowa city <laughs> It's a struggle. You haven't. You've done this, haven't you? What podcast? Did you swipe, or swipe right? Oh, 
I love July is like the best month of the year to download <laughs> dating apps you won't actually use, but just to look at people because all the new residents come to town. Uh, but now you have to see them on the wards after you've matched and never talked. So. And we had a very specific talk about them not being able to evaluate us if you've done things like match them on Tinder. <laughs> I, they cannot grade you fairly. Not true. <laughs> well, no, everybody would give I, me an A. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> I would think so, yes. <laughs> would you, Dave? <laughs> um, we were talking about something, right? I don't know where we're at now. Things we, oh, th- things we things learned, we learned and learned. Nervous about. Challenges. They, they taught us a little bit about having difficult conversations, which I think was yeah. a really beneficial thing, especially in the fact that um, in our small group, we talked about more how difficult news is different for everyone. Yeah. So for someone, it might be not being able to go home that day, or you got gonorrhea. To yes, gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always, always difficult news. We think of like difficult conversations and telling someone they have a terminal diagnosis versus it could just be that they're no longer able to, you know, bike or mountain climb or something that's going to have a life impacting diagnosis for them. So handling all of those conversations delicately. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Brady made a good point that. I think that was one of the highlights of the week for me. I was going to say, it was my favorite part by far. Yeah, Next little, to the EKG lectures. Yeah, you had a little practice with uh, standardized patients too, right? Or yeah. standardized patients. That's, yeah, first, that yeah. was the, I think, more informative part was actually practicing it because when you, you hear things in like lecture, you're like, okay, like I can do that or I can't do that. But then when you're put in a room with a patient and like they have fairly like what feels like you know somewhat real situation you're like okay like what did i say what can i say and then sometimes you say something that's incredibly dumb and then you're like what brought me to say that (laughs) holy crap thank god this person is not a real patient because i'd be kicked out of the hospital this sounds like something you should share with us uh patrick oh no i'm just i didn't say no 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 no. so in the standardized patient i got paired with the situation was um caught me off guard because the patient was technically my age or thereabout. She was like 26 and I was having to deliver the news that her cancer that had previously been in remission um, had, was back and nothing was going to work. So it was essentially giving a terminal diagnosis um, that she had gotten from somebody else. And then I guess what happens a lot is the team leaves and then they send in the medical student when the patient then now has all these questions. So I got to kind of go through those. But what I found was hard was wanting to kind of be on their side and tell them what they wanted to hear and not what Mm -hmm. they needed to hear oh yeah and she was like well i just ran three miles this week and i'm like wow well i can't do that you're clearly healthy you're fine like you can beat this sure try alternative medicine uh do this do that and then trying to like bring down the reality at the same time and so one of the things (laughs) that our facilitators we are working with a palliative care pediatrician Uh which sounds like such a hard job but she was telling me giving statements in like I hope this, I hope you do, you know, get more time, but I worry. And so like getting to also put in my like hopes for the patient and what I want for them and what I want to be true, but also the worst case scenario and like pairing that together, which I was like, Ooh, that is a very good life takeaway point. Hmm. Yeah. I had the same patient and I think the turn of my conversation that I got back cause it like came out of my mouth. I was like, I wonder how this is going to be interpreted. Um, she was talking about the fake patient was talking about like using like shark cartilage to combat her in the situation as acute myeloid leukemia. And I was like, I don't want to give you false hope and like pursuing that. And I was just like, wow, that's dark. Like I 
don't know how I got to this point in the conversation, but we just went through that. And, you know, you kind of realize, like, some of the things that you think are, like, bad are actually, like, the patient is like, okay, like, I appreciate the realism. So. Yeah, I mean, not, I guess not. I suppose not everybody's going to react the same way, but. Nope. Um, to to advice like that, but you got to give it, right? Um, anything else struck you about this week? It's a little bittersweet to be separating from our classmates. Mm-hmm. I mean, just looking at you guys, we see each other every day. Um, so we're going to be on all different services, and yeah, it's a bit of a different lifestyle now. I think on that same note, we'll be like in groups with like several of our peers that we may not have regular interactions with. Yeah. So there'll be like a lot of changes in like our interpersonal dynamics that we're not initially comfortable with. You might find new friends. I guess that's kind of like a positive spin. Gross. What, what are what are new friends? <laughs> well, like what are Brady's friends? like, what are friends? <laughs> well, because I think they're, you're able to make more. Yeah. <laughs> but I only have ten fingers. Not everyone is as toes. gregarious as you. Um, but like you know, in med school, like in your first your preclinical years, like you have like your circle of friends. You're in, I guess, yeah. cliques in a way. And now that you kind of have to break that up just a little bit, so I think it'll be a good way of like exploring, you know, new relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we take it way. for granted. If we have four lectures <laughs> in the morning, there's like 10 minutes between each class. You're actually hanging out with people for like almost an hour each morning. Like that's going away fast. Mm-hmm. Well, I have uh, taken the liberty of jotting down some advice, some of which I have given on the show before. This is based on my experience writing medical student performance evaluations and the kinds of things that I that I see on these evaluations. And, um, you know, uh, I hope it's good advice. Um, but let's, let's, we can talk about it. Read more. Here we go. (laughs) Yes. Um, one of the things that I hear people complain about residency or, uh, uh, clerkships is that, oh, there's, there's a lot of scut work. Hmm. Um, my advice on that is do the things that residents just don't have time to do. And, you know, calling other facilities, for instance, to get patient information isn't scut work. It's actually really valuable. Um, and it's something that is time intensive and difficult for residents to do. And you're going to be a hero um, if you do that. And if you do that, like, without being necessarily asked to do that if you volunteer like oh i'll call they're gonna they're gonna love that um by the same token don't just offer to help offer to help with specific things that you see need doing that's gonna win you bonus points right there because if you and and this is something if you go and listen to our recent episode with uh with resident matt maves um he he called this out specifically because sometimes students go well what can i do to help and you're like and the resident is like uh everything (laughs) (laughs) you know like i i'm not really sure what to say at this point but if you see something that needs doing just just do it just make the offer you know i can do that for you and and that'll make i can start that central line i'll go get that coffee for you yeah (laughs) well you know you don't want to go too far with this but qualified uh, to do that wow (laughs) is that how easy this is 
The sad thing is so I know so little about coffee. Like, I would probably screw that up more so than other <laughs> Just give him a caffeine pill. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah. It's right through the central line. Um, caffeine pill. <laughs> Yeah, I I have heard many people complain. Like I I I am here to be taught. Mm. I'm not here to do your job for you or to do the things that. And I I get it. It can be exhausting. I guess after a while. But my thought is that you should. You know, you're learning how this works. You're learning how this this team this. You're learning how all this medical stuff works, how this team functions, all that kind of stuff. And there are things that you are qualified to do and things that you're not qualified to do. And you got to do the things that you're qualified to do. And, you know, don't look at it as unpaid labor, I guess. <laughs> or labor, unpaid. or worse, labor, labor that you're paying to do. Yes. <laughs> um, try to find another way to look at it. Tempting, though, that will be on certain days. Next. I would, I, so, I don't know how feasible this is going to be, but I have seen comments like, oh, this was a good idea that they, that the student did this. Ask early what your goals should be for that clerkship, mm. but be sure to start the conversation with some goals you've already identified. Don't just be like, what do you want me to do here? <laughs> you know, if you, if you have some goals already in your head, you know, talk about those and then follow that up later asking for feedback on those goals. That's probably a good idea. And it shows that you're interested in learning. These are all things that are going to like come back in your comments and, 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 um, I, I, you know, they're, they, you want them to bring up stuff that's good, <laughs> you know, and have something good to say about you. Um, not just have, you know, not even to just have n normal, things to say about you like oh they were helpful <laughs> they right? tried hard they tried <laughs> they know the right coffee for me right. <laughs> clearly showered at least three times a week <laughs> <laughs> let's see i would say develop relationships you're going to need them for letters of recommendation of course and i'm not talking about your tinder <laughs> <laughs> profile there Kylie don't worry that is since brought no relationships to fruition no, and okay. I don't think that is a threat now um <laughs> but you're gonna you're gonna also need these for for life not just LORs um you're gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna do better if you're if you're developing these relationships with people keep an open mind uh you might be thinking surgery now but you may really enjoy psychiatry you know I think a lot of people go into these with like, oh, I'm never going to make a good blah, blah, blah. But you never know. Let's see what else. You gonna I'm answer that? podcasting. You'll be interrupted by pagers constantly. Just yes. accept it. Well, just, just like unless yesterday. you're a medical student, then you yeah. won't ever get paged. And the whole like calling to get patient notes and things. I'm like, don't they know we're millennials? We don't use phones. I know. The, you can't text the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> the anxiety surrounding using a phone for me during my gap years when I had oh. to like sit in an office with my own extension yeah. and answer oh. phones and call people. It was you know like what? literally a day job to try and make a phone call. <laughs> you know what? Me and I, this is not a millennial problem. Okay. I, got, I want you to know that this is not a new thing. Both Jason and I 
hate the phone. Yeah, but you're mm-hmm. not, you know, you guys are like the humanities department. You're a little quirky already. No. Like office office phones for me are just particularly weird and uncomfortable just because like I'm used to my cell phone or my home phone where I'm dialing a seven to ten digit phone number. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, dial this and then four digits and that's somebody's extension. It's like, wait, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember in my gap year I had to use a fax machine. I thought that was the oh, weirdest gosh. thing possible. I was like, what the hell is this contraption? But you don't have to talk to anyone. On a fax I had to still call yeah. people though before I sent what? a fax. The, quest, also, the question is why do fax why, why are we not exist? scanning and sending exactly. through email? Exactly. Also, don't ever call the fax machine by accident. Oh my god. It sounds like I'd death. rather listen to that than someone's voice. <laughs> <laughs> For our viewers, can we play a sample of what it sounds and like to I call just, a fax? I just pr- pretend it's a droid and that I'm in a universe far, far away. <laughs> Galaxy. Way to plug uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> that needs to be like your your hold online. the the hold music just needs to be a, a fax machine sound. Yes. Okay. Oh my god, that's awesome. People will not call you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which I guess could work to your advantage. Uh. <laughs> be, be on guard against letting situational factors influence your career choice. So, I, not saying this about our friends over at UIHC, but there are going to be times when you're like, I am not enjoying being in this particular situation. Um, I think my guess is that a lot of people decide things based on the people that they did their clerkship with sometimes, Mm -hmm. or it might be easy to fall into that trap maybe. Um, So try to put those things out of your mind when you're making your decisions. Visit with patients. On off hours, you can go back and hang out with them, at least on some clerkships, um, and then even return to check on them after the clerkship ends if you're still curious about somebody or you really want to follow up. That happens on occasion, and people notice mm-hmm. um, that sort of commitment. I like that piece of advice. I think I'm so familiar with the ER kind of set of like working things out that you never get to see another patient. Mm-hmm. I'm especially fond of the geriatrics. Oh, yeah. And so often I would just like want to put an older person in my pocket and like take them home with me and take care of them and like just, you know, it's hug not them part of the standard of care. Them, George. It's going to be some border, complications. Bordering on creepy. But... <laughs> okay. I mean, she means in the nicest yes, possible way. Like just sometimes they have really hard, co- like, times or they're going back to places they don't really want to go back to or they don't have a support system. And I'm just like, I will take care of you. But um, I'm looking forward to that on clerkships for things like inpatient medicine, where you get to establish a bit more of a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> totally true. I don't know is a perfectly valid answer. You might consider whether or not you can follow that up with some research um, on the thing that you didn't know. And then offer to present that. I've heard that that, I've read that that works <laughs> kind of well. So. They did tell us this week, like, when you don't know something, just say you don't know it. But also they, like, mentioned about that awkward smile, the I don't know something smile Mm. that you do when you tell people. (laughs) And I've been thinking about, like, do you guys do that? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Wait, I'm not sure that I can picture this smile. Or, like, maybe because I know everything. No, that's not why. I'm just not sure. No. I I bet I do it. You know, like. How many miles is it to the sun, Dave? I don't know. <laughs> you get this characteristic, like for those at home, a forehead wrinkle and kind of this half smile. Like I don't know, not that it's funny, but 
It's sh- kind of a coping mechanism. Get like yeah. the, the, the eyebrow raise astronomical unit. <laughs> I just need to practice in a mirror. I don't know. Yes. Like this concerned look of why don't I know that? Hmm. Well, we were also told to, told to like fake it till you make it, which was like you just kind of <laughs> like going back to my point earlier about like conflicting messages. Like we were told like start from like a broad thing and then like weasel your way until you create like some kind of satisfactory answer. Yeah. Well, see, I'm well, not actually and you can't, a med student. Or, uh, you can't say I, I don't know too here. much, otherwise they yeah. don't like that. Is that a good way to navigate that is to talk about what you do know? Yeah. Yep. Try and reason your way to the answer. Yeah. Or at least demonstrate some knowledge, maybe not directly answering their question, but <laughs> it's like, in some cases. I think does heart failure work? Well, the heart has four chambers. <laughs> <laughs> the heart Unless is an it's organ. a frog, and then I think it only has three. 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 Thank you, Rose. What? Shout out to our good friend M2 Rose Framework. I think uh, I think what they're getting at when they say that is partly that in order to evaluate you, they've got to hear your voice, and this is tip- this is particularly difficult for people who don't talk, <laughs> people who are who are you know like introverts and who maybe you know don't put themselves out there. Um, as much they may be very smart and very capable people but if the people who are teaching you don't hear from you it's very hard for them to evaluate so that's kind of it you know if you're quiet push yourself i don't know i don't know how well that's going to work okay guys we're all going to have to push ourselves oh my gosh none of nobody in this room is going to have this problem i think (laughs) i don't like talking so i sign up for the podcast (laughs) Hello out there, 15,000 viewers. Yes. <laughs> um, what else? Read your feedback, people. Ooh. Read your feedback. Reading? Oh. I, read well, more. I have had people say, oh, I, I don't read my comments. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't, okay, fine. Unless you're perfect, you probably should read it. Well, it's it's more than that. That's a good point. I mean, yes, you should read your comments because they hopefully will help you improve. My my experience is that there's a lot of filler. Um, but the other important thing, aside from learning what you can, because you've already gotten this feedback probably. You've gotten this feedback in person, most likely. Um, they're just writing it down for the evaluation. Uh, Unless they're you, being Iowa nice, a.k.a. passive. Yeah, yeah. You might learn something new in the comments. It's not impossible. <laughs> but the one thing, that, the reason I give this advice is that people make mistakes. And they may give you an evaluation that was meant for someone else. Mm. So, How often does that happen? Um, I don't know. Every once in a while, the pronoun is wrong. Whew. And uh, every once in a while, <laughs> somebody has said, I, I don't this doesn't sound like something that happened to me. And unfortunately, when you get to the point of, you know, me sitting down to write your MSP, that comment is probably so old that nobody remembers what happened. So my advice is to, you know, if you see something weird in there that doesn't seem to be you, um, talk to somebody about it to, to fix it. So can you play the politician card of just saying, I have no recollection of this. It's not going to work real well for you. Um, if it was if if it was in the MSP in the first place, it's probably something that should remain there, um, even if it's sad. 
<laughs> Med Again. school is not the Department of Justice. Yeah. Um, Thankfully. <laughs> where is the Department of Justice? We got some more ethics. No. <laughs> My final bit of advice, never, ever let them see you roll your eyes. Mm. Ever. Can you let them see you cry? No. <laughs> Can I let them see me wink? I suppose you could cry. No, God, that no. might be okay. I'm good at <laughs> good thing I'm I good can. at double. I'm good at double winking. Yeah. <laughs> I turn my head when I blink. Don't let them see that either. That looks like, looks like a confused blink. I don't know if uh, that's a good idea either. But you know, keep your strongly held beliefs in check. Dave is looking at me I'm when he at says you, that. I'm her down. And it's <laughs> probably because I told the dean of the school this morning when they asked about me cooking that I don't cook for men. <laughs> so I'm practicing that before clerkships. Good luck. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> so that's my potentially useless advice. I hope... Uh, Sounds I hope useful, if anything. It, well, And it's echoing advice we've received from many sources this week. So basically mm -hmm. you're saying that I just was redundant and wasted your time no, I, I not, not to everyone not to everyone elsewhere. else out there yeah the <laughs> listeners out there because this it's not just clerkships it's practical in any situation in which you're working with people in a position of authority over you in which you're tasked to both learn and uh you know be a, a team player it's yeah. an awkward yeah. situation i think sometimes and um especially the you know which is why i brought up that last one because there are going to be times when you're like this is stupid I think that's just kind of inevitable when you're in this sort of situation. And it's nobody's fault. It just is whatever's happening at that moment or who the person, the individual that you're with or whatever. Sometimes you're just like, I don't like this. <laughs> One thing I've done in the past too, um, I worked as a CNA for a while, so mm. I did a lot of dirtier jobs. Yeah. Um, if you're angry at someone or just something in general, just write it down on a piece of paper because then people don't see it, but you get to like express your like this is bullshit feeling yeah. and then you just like move on past it so don't, but don't get out of the, the patience paper. yeah keep it in your pocket for sure <laughs> don't write it on a chart somewhere <laughs> or sticky but, note it like on epic you have that yeah. option the sticky note you know it would be great if somebody pisses you off you just like whip out your pad and write it down <laughs> F so you. carry around a burn be like book. anyway what we're <laughs> That should work real well. Yeah. And the doctor goes, what was that? Nothing. <laughs> and I think for me in like preclinical coursework and like exams and that sort of thing, when I would feel myself getting more, you know, burned out or angry or just like very irritable, I would tell myself, this is where you want to be more than anything else in life. You wanted to mm -hmm. be here and you've worked so hard to get here. Mm -hmm. And when I think about what would I be doing if I was not in this really crappy situation right now? And that's probably a crappier situation. Although sometimes I'm just like a trophy wife living in California. But <laughs> for the most part, when I compare what else I could be doing, if not getting through this hard time, it's like, okay, being immensely grateful. And it really helps put things in perspective. I think I've said that on the show before. Probably. So sorry to you so, chronic listeners. Practice a, a mindfulness. I think they're called loyal listeners, not chronic <laughs> listeners. It's not an affliction. <laughs> I, like, I hope be. it's not an affliction. Um, we got a relapsing Kylie here. <laughs> Can't put ointment on that. Ew. One valuable skill to have if you're a busy doctor is the ability to tell quickly if somebody is sick or not. Um, I can see a situation where like somebody comes in with a, you know, like a headache. You might like, okay, well, everybody gets a headache. You know, you might dismiss it as transient or unimportant, but when you really look at the patient, you see something more. Well, a study in the proceedings of the Royal Society B. Everything all right? 
There's, there's noise. A weird sound coming from somewhere. Oh, I, they're they're building the meditation room upstairs. Maybe that's yes. Oh, they're actually doing oh, that. That's that what awesome. that construction was going on. Yes. Of course, as we oh, leave, I'm gonna the confines of Murph. So hard. Yeah. You don't. So sleep. Is that how that works. <laughs> <laughs> there's a really there's a there might be a really nice uh, set of gardens outside the hospital when it gets warmer. You can go meditate there. Ooh. Outside the children's hospital, like the Fountain Plaza or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, a study in the proceedings of the Royal Society B, which I guess is probably what happened to Royal Society. That's what I'm gonna say. Like, yeah. is it is that the the crappier studies? <laughs> it's the, the bench B team. Not, not good enough for the A people. I was on B team. So Show, showed that people, uh, lay people, can identify sick people in photos at a better rate at a ch- at a better rate than chance. Twenty two oh, volunteers. You're gonna say doctors. I yeah. thought that's what that was I going to. Starting to clench. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is gonna be tough. Twenty two volunteers were selected for the double blind randomized placebo controlled trial. So you know it's got to be good. All those words, yeah. Just two hours after those uh, people received an injection of a quote bacterial stimulus. Or a placebo. I don't know what a bacteria. Is this ethical? Like, LPS. <laughs> They're just shooting people full of LPS. Uh, what is LPS? Lipopolysaccharide. Yeah, you read it. Whoa, <laughs> that was so beautiful. We're like a chorus of scholars. As we learned what things. is what is that? <laughs> what is lipopolysaccharide? Something on, on gram negative bacteria that your body really doesn't like. Okay. Well, uh, photos were taken after they got their their injection. Acutely sick people were rated by subject. So, and, and, and then they were shown to the uh, participants in the study. Um, acutely sick people were rated by subjects as having paler skin, a more swollen face, droopier corners of the mouth, hanging eyelids. They uh, could also be just medical students. Redder <laughs> eyes and, and less glotchy, patchy, glotchy? Glossy. Oh. Less glossy, patchy skin. Um, Describing what I look at in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And a snazzy hat. Um, All that in a snazzy hat. People did really well. Raiders could correctly discriminate 13 of the 16 individuals as being sick better than... Wow. so. And yeah. I don't know what this means, but there was a 95% confidence interval range. Mm. That's a good thing. Does that mean yeah, it's legit? It's re- reliable. <laughs> okay. Well, not that's not the statistical word. Maybe. Sensitivity and specificity yeah. study. All, um, these, all these things confuse me. I, I, I'm just Math. still hung up on why they were injecting these people. Yeah. <laughs> my, <laughs> Let's go back to that real quick. My understanding Where was this done? I, I, uh, in England? Okay. By the, by the B team. Oh, Royal, yeah. Okay. yeah the B team. <laughs> um, something I think I've heard from clinicians here, but also like working in an ER commonly, the doctor will tell you you should be able to walk into a room and within five to ten seconds know if that patient is sick. Well, that is yeah. why, that, that's what I thought was interesting about this because I, I imagine that after a while it gets to be second nature. You can like walk into a room and say, yeah, this person needs my attention. But, you know. Mm-hmm. First things first, if they're on their phone, they're probably not having an emergent disaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they're just looking up all the different types of ways that they could have yeah. cancer on WebMD. Or they're just swiping left on a resident. Could we like block WebMD on the like UIHC? That might be a good Net idea. Net neutrality right? much? Interwebs? Anybody? Just I don't. Staff there are sometimes I'm willing to wave that. <laughs> <laughs> StaffNet already blocks Facebook Messenger and Snapchat. Oh, there's ways around it. Good. I've been trying to wean myself off of social media like these past couple of weeks going into clinics. Just get yourself an unlimited data network. What? You don't have to use the hospital Wi-Fi. No, I just don't want to be on it. I feel like I can use that time to do practice questions or things on my phone instead of trolling 
posts that are going to inherently make me unhappy with my current life. <laughs> that seems I, very wise. Yeah, it's just watching everyone's like holidays and the engagements and all that stuff. You can edit this out because I sound like a miserable single woman right now. No. <laughs> but you will cook for no man. <laughs> You've already firmly established that you are a miserable Kylie, I'll tell. I'll, <laughs> Kylie, I'll tell you my story about last night after. No. Okay. Oh, no. You bring it up here. You got to tell it. No. no. <laughs> I already told Dave. We agree. No. no. Okay. Um, well, apparently. This whole bit's getting cut out of anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, God, our listeners would be well, pretty mad. Are you ready for raw water? The raw water craze is here. So is it just water? Yeah. The first word that popped into my head was Giardia. <laughs> A company called Live Water wants to bring back the water of yesteryear. Before it was adulterated with uh, fluorine and... Fluorine? So with fluoride. all fluoride. Fluorine. Fluoride. Yeah. fluoride and chlorine. Because we need cholera. We can That's go back to need. wooden teeth. Those were nice. Their their raw water is selling for $6 a gallon. Uh, they say that un- or the, uh, the owner, Makande Singh, I think, uh, says that uh, the untreated spring water has microbes that they call probiotic, which help us to be able to fully assimilate all the nutrients in our food. Um, he calls treated tap water toilet water with birth control drugs in them. So in addition, he calls fluoride a mind control drug. Is there like a tinfoil hat with this guy? Cause like, this is some serious paranoia. Let's, uh, let's listen to, uh, to some quotes from Makande Singh. This discovery inspired me to seek water existing in its natural form as the earth intended. The first time I drank fresh living spring water, a surge of energy and peacefulness entered my being. Mm. I could never go back to drinking dead water again. Dead water. Dead water. Um, it does. Ominous. It sounds like he's literally just reading off a piece of paper. Dave, you could teach him a lesson or two. I, yeah. It's it. It takes practice. But also. Dead water. I think there's, when he first spoke about like the way the earth intended us to drink water, like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great appealing thing. But most people also did not have the lifespan we do and their teeth fell out of their mouth and they died of malnutrition. Yeah. And also like the industrial revolution happened and probably most of the water is not very safe to drink anyway. Yeah. They kind of forgot about all water uh, safety control. Well, you know, uh, I, he felt like energized immediately, though. He you did. Can't forget that. Immediately. So the effect was immediate. <laughs> Placebo effect's great, isn't it? <laughs> um, here's another uh, quote I had a neighbor who wasn't able to breastfeed her baby. The doctors told her it was from a mineral deficiency. I shared some raw spring water with her, and she was able to breastfeed her child again. That's when I knew people living in metropolitan areas needed convenient access to this ancient source of all life. Yes. So what about all the women in urban areas who can breastfeed? Like, Well, they are special. Ah. I don't know. So in his study with an N of one, it is very conclusive that he is the cause for this woman's ability to breastfeed her child. I feel like this is science right here. Ah, we're onto something. 
Um, is it patented yet? Can we hop on this train? I just get violent urges when I hear the stupidity of people. Hey, he's from your <laughs> he's from your part of the country. There, he's from he, he tracks yes, all this, over California. This would like sell, it came straight out of California. Yeah, this would sell in California like nobody's business. <laughs> so, like the big fad just before this was the alkaline water. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and that is still like big. it's still a thing. Yeah, people are like, oh, no if sense. you eat this, it'll make you more alkaline and less acidic you're or something. drinking water and putting it into your stomach that is literally secreting acid <laughs> <laughs> um uh, by the way his uh makande singh's given name is christopher sanborn so right i mean right there what <laughs> can, we, can we explain how uh, just uh, what is going on i mean so many eye rolls <laughs> Yeah, you told you us not to roll our eyes. Now. You can roll your eyes right now. I give you permission. <laughs> I'd roll it so hard. Yeah. <laughs> like the joint Makande is smoking. I um yeah he he uh he he's got a unique look to him too. But uh, you know what, I don't want to judge people so by their covers. Is is he actually he having like a damn success? Hippie. <laughs> is okay. he having success with this model right well, now? Well, I mean, it seems like he might be. Um, if he's able to sell this stuff for six bucks a gallon. Uh, but but he does he does put them in a glass, uh, large glass bottle I think, so you know all the better needs, to smash over his head. He he needs help mm. uh, with funding to get the glass bottles. That's especially. But basically, I mean, he just has to drive his truck up to to, uh, to a spring, which he finally found. It you know it comes up from deep in the earth, so it hasn't been contaminated. He says and and uh, all this kind of stuff. Hopefully, he's done a little testing. I don't know. Yeah, that's. So can you even like logistically or legally, can you transport water and sell it like across state lines? No. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Thank God it's contained only to California. You can't yeah. even well, collect your own rainwater around state lines. It'd it's be selling, selling things without, you have to have FDA or not. Is it FDA? Or FDA? Yeah. I think it would be FDA. FDA that monitor and regulate what you're dispensing for mass consumption. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But breastfeeding ladies everywhere will be. Uh, now I'm worried. If I drink raw water, am I going to start lactating? If you, <laughs> you're more likely to than if you drink tap water. That's a danger. <laughs> Apparently, there's a danger right there. What are you guys doing this last weekend before we kind of sell our souls? Got any fun plans? Is there, there's got to be a party. I'm sure yeah. a group will be partying tonight. Uh -huh. for Sure. You're sure about I'm going that. shopping for clinic clothes at the outlet mall. Oh, yeah. Got to dress the part. Make it till you make it. You're, do you guys all have to buy new clothes? You guys got clothes. I mean, I have a ton of khakis. Yeah. That's about what I'm sitting on, That's too. fine. Okay. That's... I can't wear khakis because it looks like I don't have pants on. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I hate them. It just, I look naked. Okay. All right. Get some, yeah. Get a different color. <laughs> Maybe blue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I look like I have cerulea dolens. You got your ties already, gentlemen. Um, I know because I started an OB guy and like they said, ties <laughs> ties are optional. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to depend on. Yeah, she might yeah. grab you and like just pull. I yeah, I've I learned working in rehab, ties are a liability. So. Wear, wear a tie clip. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They can still reach out and grab them. I just talk about it like dangling. Yeah. <laughs> Kylie. I, I feel like the word Obi-Gain and then like in, like having the word dangle somewhere in the conversation is just, it kind of feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. So. Drooping? No. Stop. Yeah. Nope. I don't think you're going to find the right word. <laughs> Not free. 
<laughs> Flapping about? All right. <laughs> Don't make me put on my dad face. Do All it. All right. Did you get two weeks worth of practice with that face at home? Oh, my gosh. Kids on break? Yeah, they've been home. Actually, not really, because... Uh, I mean, they've been. They're at home. working. Wink, wink. They're at home all day by themselves. When I took off early, while you guys were on vacation, while I, when I took off early, I went and did other things. <laughs> um, they're fine. They're totally happy. Actually, they're so ready to get back to. I think they're bored stiff right now. Yeah, yeah. that was me. And even now, I and like break is nice sometimes, but I enjoy being in school. And I mean, my daughter is pissed off constantly at my son because he won't play with her anymore. He's turned into a teenager so uh -oh. yeah i mean it's winter break and it's like negative 30 degrees outside yeah so you're kind of stuck inside a little bit i can imagine getting stir crazy guys last week in california it was 80 degrees and i was laying on the beach eating little caesar's breadsticks One of the it was so good what, what? <laughs> you go all the way to california and you get little caesar's little caesar's yeah <laughs> we got that right down the road <laughs> Well, yeah, I had Jesus. already eaten everything else, but I, it's kind of like a friendship tradition with some people to get Little Caesars breadsticks. All right. Okay. All right. No. Nothing to Tasty. do with the taste of Little Caesars. Yeah, Caesar. this is not an endorsement. What taste? Not a sponsor. This episode sponsored by. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but call us. Um, if you want to be a sponsor. Yeah, one of the Please three. Please deliver pizza. <laughs> one of the three areas in the country that are actually still warm. Uh, Southern California, Texas, and Southern Florida. I was hearing. Even Southern Texas. Apparently, Alaska is getting a little too warm right now. Well, yeah, I heard it was like 23 degrees yesterday. Yeah, that's was nice. Like, Damn, I'm like, go to Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> go to Alaska to get warm. Said no one ever. Anyway, go I think I'm going to wrap it up. Once we start talking about the weather, it's a real, <laughs> it's a real problem. Uh, so that's our show. I so hope but wait, what wait. happened with all these sticky notes? Like, why are they, like, suspiciously placed in front of us? Like, uh, they've been there for three weeks. Don't oh, worry. well. <laughs> I was anticipating a game or something. Uh, I, I tried, This is but not I, a game, Pat. You're about to become a baby clinician. That's right. I want you... I, I, for six weeks, folks. I wanted you to... Uh, I, I didn't want you to get the wrong idea. I want you to start practicing being an adult. No more games. <laughs> Nothing. Everybody take a pad of passive-aggressive sticky notes. That's right. I'm going to start oh, writing my angry letters now. Okay. I hope you all learned Dave something here today. Probably not. Or that you are at least still listening. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today, guys. And thank you, listeners, for making us a part of your week. If you like what you heard today, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Talk about just about anything you like in our Facebook group, the Shortcode Student Lounge. And you can always send your thoughts, questions, comments, ideas, and hate mail to the shortcoats at gmail.com or leave us a message at 347-SHORT-CT. Swear to God, we answer them all. They are important. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College Medicine Student Government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities Program. Our executive producer is Jason Lewis. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox and our closing music is by Catmosphere. Talk to you in one week. Bye.